0: Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of CrossCast. This is a conversational style podcast where we talk about how to be disciples and make disciples for the glory of God and the joy of his people. Amen. Amen. Today, uh guest is my best friend, Dr. Smith. <laughs>
1: Both those things are not true. <laughs> your son, Zeke, is your best friend. Actually, your wife is. And I am not a doctor but my mom is oh wow well um
0: i love my wife yeah she's probably my best friend but sometimes i think it's corny when people say that but you know i probably made a lot of people offended just there
1: corny i love it but, Do you eat corn nuts too
0: um, no i hate them they're too hard
1: so 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 do you want to start over or just keep going? No,
0: nope, we're going. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows we're friends. So we're going to keep it fun and funny and professional and hopefully encouraging and maybe challenging. I, I don't want to be so pompous, you know, that people think that that I think that people are just going to listen to this podcast because, you know, they, I think I have something cool to say. But I think you have some cool things to say. And so we wanted to try. How are we recording right
1: now? committee you you guys might uh think we sound a little bit different and if that's the case that's because we are recording remote remotely i am at the church building and chad is probably in his underwear in his bathroom is that true that's incorrect oh so uh chad why
0: are we recording remotely Because I thought I had the bubonic plague, and I've been super sick since Sunday, Sunday and Monday, really sick, and was 99.9% sure I had COVID, and I got tested um, yesterday or the day before, and results came in this morning, and they were a big, fat negative, no COVID for Chad Barlow. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord, kinda. I just, though, here's the thing, guys. I actually realized that I was bummed that I didn't have it. I don't know why, except to to think that I was like, well, now I'm gonna be immune. And I had 10 out of the 12 symptoms. I had all of the symptoms except for the stomach ones. Like, I didn't have nausea or diarrhea or any of that stuff, but everything else I had. And I was like, well, cool. We're just, the whole family's gonna get it. We're gonna get over it. We're gonna be immune.
1: So I was kind of bummed. Yep. So, are you in your underwear? No, man. Come on. This
0: is a professional
1: podcast, Oh, yeah. That's right. You're wearing a suit and tie. Professional.
0: Yes. I have my bow tie on. I'm in my office. Hopefully, my children aren't going to run in here and blow it up, but that's okay if they do.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, just so you know, the, the experts, well... Everyone thinks they're an expert on COVID these days, but they say that uh, the virus can mutate. So even if you became, even if you caught it and you thought you were immune, maybe you could catch it again. Oh. Yep. So our hope isn't in a vaccine or immunity. What's our hope in life and death? That we do not belong to ourselves, but we belong to God. Sounds
0: like you've been catechesing. (laughs) I don't think you said that right (laughs) yes i have been catechizing my children with the new city catechism Ooh, great Shameless plug yeah shameless plug
1: we're only on like number four all right well chad barlow so this is your podcast even though it says the crossing church or the cross cast but uh the tables are going to turn today i hope you're ready buddy because i got a bunch of questions for you You told me to come up with some questions for you, too. You didn't say you were only going to grill me the whole time. Yeah, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles, as Aaron Santini says. you got to be ready to preach, pray, and die in one minute. So I hope you're ready, bud. I guess so. All right. So when you thought you had COVID, when you were in the throes of sickness earlier this week, how... uh, how did that affect your thoughts about God? Um, great question.
0: Terrible answer coming your way.
1: I I just want honest, bro.
0: Yeah, you know me. I'm an open book. I didn't, I mean, it didn't, I didn't really, I I just was like doing my life like with COVID or with what I thought was COVID. I didn't, I wasn't, if you're asking like, was I mad or upset or? like why me God like that literally nothing theological crossed my mind about my sickness Mm -hmm. except like I was still in the word every morning when I woke up at 9 a.m. and praying when I could and yeah there was nothing positive or negative concerning God related to my sickness
1: yeah it's
0: it's all good, man. Yeah. Um, One of the days, though, I think I set a new personal record, and I don't say this to be pharisaical, although maybe now that I'm saying it out loud, I lose my reward. But I, you know, I'm not talking about fasting here or praying. I actually read like 35 chapters of the Bible one of the days, like pretty much all I did all day was read the Bible. So that was a cool day.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I think Wednesday or Thursday. It's kind of one of those silver linings of sickness is you're able to just sit and do nothing. <laughs> and if yeah. you have the, the cognitive capacity, you can
0: read and read yep. the word. And I did. Sunday and Monday, though, you couldn't have paid me, really. I mean, I was just, I was out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> feeling, feeling better, though?
0: Yeah, still still not great. Still pretty fatigued. Um, you can probably hear in my voice, pretty congested still, but, um, fever's gone. My taste and smell are back. That's why I thought I had COVID, man. I have never lost my taste or my smell from a sickness. And I thought that was like the trademark
1: of COVID. (laughs) No, I think the trademark is Dr. Fauci. Oh, wow. Are we going there? No, no, we don't have to go there,
0: but well i caught your sarcasm and so i hope the listeners
1: did too good I agree. Good. okay second question okay. um we've really enjoyed this podcast and when i say we a uh, number of people listeners who are inside the crossing church but even some people who are outside the crossing church so uh thanks for your labors with this it's been uh it's been delight and um, I'm curious, uh, what are maybe some highlights or if if you dare go there, what has been your favorite episode that uh, you've recorded thus far?
0: Um, thanks for the words of encouragement. First, uh, this is like something right up my alley besides all the technology, which I complain a lot to you about. Uh, <laughs> but you know me well enough to know how much I love people and talking with people and talking about theology and following Jesus. So this is like, I don't know how else to say it, but like probably one of my favorite parts of the internship and probably have a, have a desire if I have the time and capacity for the rest of my life to do a podcast Yeah. Mm-hmm hopefully by God's grace, I am in this network for the rest of my life. And maybe I can continue cross cast even when I go be a part of a church plant or, you know, a spot opens up somewhere in the network. Um, but I'm not holding that with white knuckles, but I would love to continue something like this. Um, yeah. Episode that is really, really tough one. Um, But um I think two come to mind.
1: No, sorry, bro, just one.
0: Just one?
1: Yep, putting you on the hot seat, son. But you can tell us what the other one is. Okay.
0: Um Man, that's really hard and it is so subjective. But I the one that keeps coming to my mind. Uh, is uh, raising up new leader leaders with Tyler Dell just because I think I'm so thankful to, to you guys into the crossing network. I'm still really pretty overflowing about that. Every time I think about it Um, just our church, the crossing and then our network's passion to to raise up new leaders, just such a a humbling thing for me being one of the, one of the people who's being raised up and, and thankful. And so, I think Tyler and I had a great conversation, but Mm -hmm. I think just the season of life that I'm in, um, that's just kind of overflowing. Gratitude is really overflowing uh, for that right now. So it's good.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm mad at you that you didn't say episode 0.5 intro with Chad and Daniel, but (laughs) that's okay. Uh, (laughs) Remember that one. (laughs) Yeah. We probably talked about Tillamook
0: ice cream if I remember though. Oh, oh my gosh.
1: No, I think that was in the conscience.
0: Oh, that was our real episode we did together, not just the the trailer. The other episode, you know, because you twisted my arm so hard, but um it was cool meeting Tom Harkis, um and talking with him and just you know, gleaning some wisdom from him and it was really like a miniature sermon for us. Um, And we were hoping to do a second one where he was going to go deeper. And maybe now that we know that this works and I can call him remotely and, and record, we'll, we'll get another one, but Hmm. just, yeah, it's fun, fun to meet him. And he's done a lot in the network. If people didn't listen to it, he's the guy who, um, he kind of started this whole network. He planted Mountain View church in 1993 and, um, Mountain View you know we jokingly and lovingly and respectfully call it mothership Mountain View because that was kind of the first Crossway Chapel network church and they've planted many churches and the network has begun mm-hmm. and a lot, it's not just it's it's because of God but because of God using Tom and and the people around him and so
1: yeah the Lord the Lord has used him alongside many other men in the network but uh yeah, that that was a great one. Yeah. So
0: What's your uh, favorite episode? Come on.
1: No, dude. I'm yeah. asking no, the questions here, Chad.
0: No, you tell me your favorite one.
1: Do you really want to know?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh hands down, your episode with Joey Nichols. I thought it was incredible. I listened to it with Michelle driving up to Estes Park, which is, by the way, one of Joey's favorite places in all of the world. Um, <laughs> Didn't know that actually. Yeah, I, I just man, I've I've known Joey for well over ten years now. Uh, we've we've been a part of the Crossing together for ten years, and uh, it was just really cool to hear uh, his parents. Uh, mark on Joey's faith just from their authenticity, um, which was a a big encouragement to me uh, because Michelle and I have lots of conversations uh, amidst being a pastor. And, you know, there's lots of uh, stigmas that come with pastor's wives and pastor's kids. And we, we by no means want to have a culture of that one in our church, let alone in our home. And so uh, it it was just a big boost of encouragement of just faithful in the little things. I mean, you, you're just real and authentic. And uh, we want our children to see that and, and trust that the Lord is using those little seeds and watering the seeds and uh, to, to sprout faith someday. Yeah,
0: that was a good conversation. I enjoyed that. Joey's easy to talk to. No, so. he's not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me you, you and Joey never have had a meeting that's three hours or less when you guys get started. I know, dude.
1: I'm always like
0: <laughs> Oh, there goes
1: four hours. Love it. <laughs> yep. Uh okay. Next question, Chadwick. That's your that's your full name, right? Chadwick Thomas. It is not, but okay. a lot of
0: people have called me Chadwick over the years. I will respond to it.
1: Okay. Um So you keep talking about this like internship, but I I just wonder if some of the people in our church or our listeners don't really know what that consists of. So could you give just like a real brief high level overview of what the internship consists of and then maybe what's been uh, something that you haven't expected uh, that has arisen from your time being an intern over these first seven months? Well, they
0: make me clean the bathrooms twice a day
1: with a toothbrush.
0: Aaron screams at me from downstairs office, and I'm upstairs. Intern, bring me some water.
1: <laughs> he actually does that with his elk call. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the shofar, and then I know that he needs a refill on his water. Yeah, yeah. I'm Oh, and the things that you make me do because you might lose your job, but... Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, sorry, everyone. They're, they're starting to get to know my sarcasm and my drama. Um, the internship is a mixture of training to do ministry and doing ministry. Um, it is... This first year has been kind of Uh, get my feet under me, just, you know, learn the rhythms of our church and uh, getting to preach every few months and uh, you were the leader, you and Michelle were the leaders of our life group but a couple months ago you were like, hey, you you and Audrey should be the leaders and so we were like, sure, so now we're the leaders which hasn't really changed the life group except that I lead a little bit more often. Um, and then the second year of this internship, God willing, is going to have a little bit more, maybe a, actually a lot of it more of a focus on church planting. And you know, we're going to start in January with doing some like big assessments, I guess, to see if really like I have the gift and the skills to be a church planter, you know, or, or if not, you know, a, a secondhand guy. Um, what that's going to look like and and reading more books uh, probably about that. I know um, Aaron and Beck and I are going to read one called church planter by Darren Wilson, Darren Patrick, Darren Patrick. Thank you.
1: Um, what was the second
0: part of the question?
1: Or uh, just I... something that you haven't expected that's arisen uh, or uh, been the fruit in the first seven months.
0: Yeah. Yeah obvious. Well, I'll give you one obvious answer and then one not obvious. Uh, COVID. I was I was really bitter, man. At the when when COVID first hit and we quarantined, I was like want to talk about, you know, how my theology was. I was upset. I was like, "Lord, come on. How am I supposed to learn how to be a pastor during a pandemic?" And and really it's been great. Um, you know, if you can learn how to pastor during a pandemic and you can't meet uh, you can pastor when things are normal, if they ever go back to normal. Hopefully, they will or somewhat normal. Um, doing the TCDC, which stood for the Crossing Distribution Center, and then that turned into family dinner nights, was super cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it. That was not like this. Oh gosh, I got to go, you know, give food to people in need and share the gospel. That was like something I looked forward to and. And I've said it probably 10 times now, but that's the most I've ever shared the gospel with strangers in my life. Mm. So that, what a better way to have an internship than to be kind of forced to, not forced because I'm a passionate Christian, but to have the opportunity, I guess, to.
1: Yeah. Thrown thrown into an uncomfortable situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've never really done like street evangelism, but here I am like giving these people this food I might as well tell them why we're doing it and and I did and you know I don't want to try to sound like a hero and say like you know a lot of people responded and you know so a lot of people did respond favorably because they were already christians or some said yeah thanks okay you know I'll, I'll think about what you said yeah and then the other thing I I got really emotional about actually the other day was um Rich and I have had, Rich has had such a, and I, and you do too. I, I can come into your guys' office, your doors are open, and uh, I can just ask pretty much any question at any time. You guys will stop what you're doing and answer a theological question or a ministry philosophy question. And I would say Rich and I have probably had four or five, like over an hour conversations about theology or I, man, I listened to this sermon and it was really challenging. And what do you think? And Rich will just, you know, he'll stop what he's doing and chat with me for like sometimes up to two, three hours. Hmm. And that's just been a really cool part of the internship that I didn't expect to be like, it. it, it is a lot of training and learning and helping me externally process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: that's cool. Yeah, I uh, that it just reminds me of our, our ministry philosophy of um, discipleship happens in the everyday stuff of life. And it just so happens that almost every day you're here at the church building. Um, yeah. And whether that's Rich or Aaron or myself as well, um, working here, meeting with people, studying, what whatever we're doing. Um, but we're just helping one another follow jesus and yeah. that's that's the whole vision that's not uh, just because we're pastors we, we want to see that all across our uh life groups and and just our church church body whether you're working uh or working in the yard or on a walk with the kiddos or whatever um the the lord is uh the lord is at work and So, yeah, it's been it's been an absolute joy to to have you. Um, I don't say that as a platitude like it really is. And I remember uh, uh, the first day that you were here for the pastoral internship, we had our pastor meeting on Tuesday morning. And, uh, we're, we're upstairs meeting and, uh, you, you open the front door of the church building and you just scream at the top of your lungs because you're just so pumped. And, uh, the, the pastors, we all look at each other and just kind of roll our eyes. And (laughs) here we go.
0: Are you saying, Joey said, what was that? And you're like, don't worry. It's Chad.
1: He does (laughs) that. Yep. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where, where the Lord takes us here over, over the next, uh, Lord willing, 18 months with the internship. And, you know, maybe it'll end sooner or maybe it'll extend longer. I think we're kind of open handed here. And we're initially aiming for a two year, 24 months. But um, but we'll see. Uh, I think a, a big piece of this that you and I, as well as uh, Colt Marcourt have been talking about lately is this idea of a college ministry. And a college ministry, uh, has been present at the crossing, even though it, uh, has ebbed and flowed over the years. And, uh, I've been, uh, a part of that college ministry. And then, uh, uh, as a college student who's attended the crossing, but also, um, Uh, as a college minister with the Navigators, being a part of the crossing and inviting college students who many are still a part of the church today, Uh, whether it's your Tyler Dells or your Doug Gossetts or your Taylor Barnes or your Nate Nicole Browns or um, Briah Jackson or Eric Scott. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just been awesome to see what what the Lord has done and uh, just ebbs and flows over the years and Gary McQuinn had a big hand in college ministry for a number of years and Brandon as well, uh, more recently and um, yeah, it, it, uh, it is such a strategic opportunity with Colorado State University being two and a half miles down the road with Front Range Community College being one mile the other direction down the road from our church building And uh, it's it's a big desire of ours as pastors to continue to labor on the fields of uh, these college campuses. So uh, for our listeners, uh, could you just share like a little bit what the Lord's been doing in your heart or uh, some of the vision that you are beginning to develop with a college ministry and and why you want to uh, take up this mantle and and help be a part of, of starting one?
0: Yeah. Um, again, COVID has uh, at first frustrated me really bad and uh, just had to remember not not in just a christian Christiany way, but that Jesus is on the throne and he's got this and the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. But I was a bit frustrated. Um, and that was one of the big reasons was because college ministry, you know, CSU closed, Front Range closed. I was I was coaching track at CSU two afternoons a week for the s- simple sake of building relationships and having an in on the campus. So mm-hmm. it, the, the breaks have been forced to be pumped on it, but it's given Beck and Aaron and I a lot of time to discuss uh, once a week. And then as we've mentioned, once already Colt, Marcourt. he's a, He's a guy at our church, great guy, Colt, shout out. Love you man. Um
1: he's not listening to this, dude. He's he's wrangling Sojourn and Ransom. We know
0: what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um he's going to be my right-hand man and and I've been I've been kind of joking lately. It almost seems like I'm going to be his right-hand man because um it's because of his his passion is is out the roof and mine is too, but Anyways, we're just going to be partners on it, and um, yeah,
1: yeah. So you're Batman, and he's he's Robin.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And then sometimes he'll be Batman, and I'll be Robin. That's what it seems like. We'll just trade costumes once in a while. <clears throat>
1: sounds like more of an Avengers approach.
0: Yeah, sure. That's that sounds good. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're probably the the snarky Tony Starky.
0: Um. Yeah. Yep. Sure. I could. I, I mean, I like to think. Was pure-hearted Captain America, but nah, know, uh, arrogant, um, sarcastic,
1: rich, good-looking, rich, rebellious. Good-looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, got a got a new heart. So that makes you um, that makes you Iron Man, dude. He's he's got a regenerated heart. There's a gospel theme. You Iron Man? I thought you just said I'm Iron Man. Oh, sorry, me. You were talking. um about- I'm probably Bane. Bane
0: is not even Marvel, bro. <laughs> God, you just made a lot of people mad.
1: Dude, nobody's listening to this. They turned this <laughs> off like 20 minutes ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back on track. Uh, college is is a huge time in life, as it was for you, for anyone who, who goes to college. Or is just a young adult, I really want to keep pounding into to the, everyone's head and heart that it's not just going to be for college students. I would like it to be a group for young adults who choose not to go to college because you don't have to go to college to be successful in this world. And I really resent that propaganda, even though I did go to college. Um, so... But the a, between the ages of 18 and, and 24, I think young adults will make some of the best or worst decisions of their entire lives. Um, For me and for you, we make some of the worst decisions of our lives, right? And God is sovereign and he chose to call us to himself when he did. And that's great. And I'm not upset about that, but I want to be a part of reaching students and young adults and giving them a vision for their lives to to pursue God and his glory, to love him and to know him and to help others love him and know him. On their campus, like we say, where they live, work and play, we want to see them be Uh, A huge part of the crossing church. We hope that they will choose to come to the crossing and and serve and be served by the church. And if God calls them to move on, we want to give them a vision and an experience of what it means to be a part of a gospel-centered church and be in a, a gospel-centered community, i.e. a life group or, you know, specifically a college group. And really, a, a big hope would be that, that they would be a big part of church plants in the future, that they would catch such a vision for making disciples of Jesus Christ for the glory of God and the joy of his people, that they would say, like I have said since being a part of the crossing, I love this place. And I want to be a part of this church and this network for the rest of my life. I want to be a part of church plant and the church plant and, and leading churches. And, and the college students are just at a time where they can come in and catch this vision and and say, yeah, this is what I want to give my life to too. And I, you know, we we will get our next generations of church leaders from the college group and and not just leaders but like you just said we have a, i didn't realize how many you know people who go to our church who used to be a part of the college ministry who are just going to be awesome members of the church who who share this vision and who still serve if not vocationally that's great that's okay they are still a part of the body so yeah just want to want want to reach the young people and and do everything i just said
1: good man well, the Crossing Church, if you are still listening to this, I just encourage you to, to pray uh, for uh, CSU as well as Front Range and college students are coming to these campuses. And uh, Chad and Colt, as well as myself, uh, we're, we're going to be as intentional as we can and trust the Lord to uh draw not just college students to our church building on sunday mornings or our events but ultimately use our labors to draw people to himself and um i didn't i didn't know jesus for the majority of my years in college but it was through a number of those bad decisions that saw uh that allowed me to see my my ultimate need for jesus and that uh, everything that i had chased after uh, left me wanting something else something more and when I got around a community of believers I saw it and I wanted what they had and I didn't know what uh, exactly it was but eventually it was like yeah you, you guys know and you love Jesus because he knows and loves you and uh, we're just we're just praying and, and hoping that the Lord will give us a harvest. Um, of college students. And that's a, uh, that's a slow and steady prod. Um, it's not going to happen in one year. Uh, yeah. But the, the beauty of the college campus is that uh, the, the nations are, are at our reach. And there are uh, thousands of students who come here to Fort Collins every year. And there's an awesome opportunity as they are going to be sent out into the major cities and around the world to have them be ambassadors for Christ, so maybe someday they'll be church planters and worship leaders and and all the things for the church. Um, but being faithful body members of a church and being ambassadors for Jesus where they go to live, work, and play is really what I get excited about um, yep. to see to see them equipped and established in the gospel. Uh, to be able to take that gospel to wherever the Lord takes them and Lord willing, it's to the nations. So, yeah, I appreciate
0: that. Something Colt and I talked about was just really wanting the church to kind of get behind this vision and start praying about it and towards it. And you know, we we really have a desire for our church to reflect our community and our community has two colleges in it. So we want, we want to see more college students coming, coming to our church. So just want to echo that call to our to anyone who's you know still listening to this podcast, as you're saying to to please pray about that with us and and get
1: excited about reaching college students. Amen, bro. Well, we're uh, over thirty minutes in. Um, I uh, I've been peppering you with questions. You, you want to ask me anything else before we sign off?
0: I mean, how you want to. My pretty much my only question is you know could be a time time consuming one, which I don't mind mm-hmm. you don't mind. and if people have gotten this far into this podcast, maybe they'll
1: maybe they'll listen uh-huh so i I'll, I'll let it go. Um, let it go, just go ahead. you can ask it bro and it, it the
0: The big news in uh evangelicalism right now is John MacArthur's Church and Grace Community Church in California. Uh, basically saying, you know what, um, we're done, w- you know, government, we, we listened to you at first while, while you were saying there's going to be millions of deaths and we were trying to not overwhelm the hospitals and flatten the curve and that's over and you still got your hands in our church and we're going to go ahead and stop, completely stop obeying you. And it's causing, you know, people to pick sides. I I, I agree with MacArthur, I don't agree or I agree kind of. So I, I don't think I'm asking you if, to tell, to tell the, you know, our listeners, whether you agree or disagree, unless you want to, but, um, what, what have you thought? Have you followed that at all? What do you think? Do you think, um, do you think there is a, a point where, do you think we're, we're the trajectory we're going is the crossing church is going to have to decide, you know, maybe in a long time from now, maybe a year from now, but are, do you think we're going to a place where we're going to have to decide if we're going to obey or not? Or do you think this is going to fizzle out with us, us without us having to make that decision? Sorry. I asked you two questions. Like you told me never to do.
1: Well, that's okay, buddy. Uh, I've been doing that all, all podcasts long. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, just just a few thoughts. I won't I won't go into a lot of detail with this because uh, it's it's a pretty emotionally charged issue. Um, And I would love to talk with anyone who has questions or thoughts uh, at any time. Uh, So whether it's shoot me an email, we can correspond over that. Or you can uh, give me a phone call uh, or corner me on a Sunday morning and I might have my daughter in my hands. But uh, let's let's chat it up. So um, John MacArthur, Grace Community Church. Love him. Very, very thankful for this brother in Christ and how the Lord has used him in a mighty, mighty way uh, in our country, as well as in our kind of reformed tribe within evangelicalism. Um, I, uh, I've been, uh, immensely, uh, not, not just blessed, but, but really built up in the faith because of, uh, John MacArthur and the way that he opens up the word. Um, so he, he had this, uh, statement alongside his elders, uh, at Grace Community Church about, uh, civil disobedience. And I'll just say, like, uh, if if you are wondering if the crossing is going to do that um, right now, uh, let, let's let's try to compare apples to apples. And the, the reality is, is we can't because we're not California. And that is a, a completely different uh, culture and situation that they are in, yeah. um, which I, I think we just need to keep that in mind, uh, to, to be honest, like Governor Polis. I don't agree with a lot of the things that he's done, but I think he's been pretty fair to, uh, I'm, I'm saying this in quotes, places of worship. Um, I don't think he's tried to uh, single them out uh, or um, I don't think that he's tried to uh, do something that is uh, opposed to what we're commanded to in Scripture. Uh, with this pandemic, uh, there have been. Uh, guidelines for us to uh, not meet, but uh, those guidelines have been uh, general uh, generally applicable to everyone, uh, not just the christian church and um, as well as their they temporary guidelines they're they're not permanent guidelines and so i I would say once we start seeing um, the the church being singled out to to not meet or or maybe even to not sing. Uh, that's when I think we will probably draw a line and decide for civil disobedience. Um, I don't, I don't think we're there. I'm not sure if we will get there. Yeah. Um, I, I like to think of myself as an optimist with some of this stuff, but again, we can talk offline and and I'll give you my full thoughts. Um, But, but they're just my thoughts. And I, I would say though, in light of all my respect for John MacArthur, I, I, strongly disagree with his stance and his approach here that he has put on other churches uh, when he says um, compliance would be disobedience um, or pastors who cede their delegated authority um, have put uh, Caesar above Jesus and that uh, our prayer is that every faithful congregation will stand with us. Um, yeah. I, I just th- this is uh, in in all due respect this is typical MacArthur f- uh, response uh, that there, there's an element of truth but there's this coarseness there's this sandpaper grit that uh, to be honest isn't isn't a lot of grace it's it's a lot of truth and I think it turns a lot of people away um, I again. I really love and respect MacArthur, but uh, I I imply that what he said there is that I am not being a a faithful pastor, nor is our congregation being faithful because we are submitting to the government here. Uh, We've done that from the very beginning, and we will continue to do that as the Crossing Church until we are singled out and uh, until they are trying to elevate whomever above Jesus. And as soon as that happens, man. We will open our doors, and uh, if they arrest me, if they find me, uh, with joy, I, I will go to jail, and I will sing to the glory of God in jail, and I will share the gospel with those people that are six feet away from me in jail. And, uh, yeah. So those are those are just some of my thoughts. Um, yeah. If uh, I, I know some of the pastors have have some more thoughts, and some that are a little bit stronger uh opinions than than mine but uh yeah hear from from them they can they can reach out
0: yeah well cool man we're uh we're at 40 minutes we should probably stop there if you listened all the way through to this conversation between smitty and i thank you hope it was encouraging we didn't want to just have a conversation about you know nothing which i don't think we did
1: <laughs> we had a conversation about
0: everything. Yeah, about everything. That's what we're going getting at. It wasn't necessarily a theme, so thanks for sticking with us.
1: Yeah, let me let me just add one more thing before we yeah. sign off. Um, yeah. you know, we are about three months away from election day and uh the the noise is getting louder and louder. And I I would love to just encourage our church body to put it away to take some time put the phone down turn the tv off and go to the word open up the bible listen to the bible listen to god's word let that fill your mind your thoughts meditate on those things because this election is going to come and it's going to go and whoever gets elected um the 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 Lord is is going to use that person to accomplish His purposes, and I I don't think that leads to apathy. I think we should get out there and vote and, and vote for the candidate uh, that you believe is best in clear conscience. Um, I have some other thoughts about that, anyways. Uh, let me uh, just encourage our church. Um, uh, don't don't run to the podcasts. Don't don't run to the media, whether that's social or. Uh, the the news media, run to Jesus in this season. And so uh, if you're finding yourself consumed or overwhelmed, let me just encourage you to take some time and fast, whether it's a full day that you don't pay attention to any of that, or maybe it's a whole week. I try to do that once a year. I completely shut off technology and I'm completely away from it. And it's so refreshing for my soul. It's, uh, it's a little overwhelming when I'm trying to get caught up on email when I, when I come back to it, but uh, yeah. it, it happens pretty quick and it, and it far, the, the benefits of fasting far outweigh um, what I miss as well as the time that it takes to catch up. So, just yeah. a final final little concluding Sign off. Good word. Thanks, man. Thanks for for being on
0: and being willing to try this whole remote recording thing. I hope it sounds okay.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. Yep, we will find out, bud.
0: All right. Well, you
1: guys will hear from the CrossCast again someday, Lord willing. Yep. Make sure you're there on Sunday. Cole bringing the word Proverbs Ooh. chapter nine verses. Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the knowledge of the Holy One. Come on.
0: Come on. Here we go. Be praying for Cole, everybody. Amen. All right. See you, buddy. All right. Bye.